This is Gemara Megillah Daf Chav Beis, and today's learning as we start a new month. Rosh Chodesh Teves. Today's learning, excuse me, Rosh Chodesh Shvat. But today's learning, we'd like to dedicate for one last day. The Zeichan a close friend of the Daf, who is Nifter a month ago. Excuse me, no, 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 no. One more time. This is Gmar Megillah Daf Chav Beis. Today's learning on Rosh Chodesh Shvat. We'd like to generously sponsor Lezeich Nishmas, a close friend of the Daf's father, Vayalev and Yerviyakov Zatzal, whose yarthi was one month ago. On Alutavis, a full month of learning. What an incredible schos! A month in which I've seen the numbers completely soar. It's incredible how many people Bar Hashem are learning each and every day. An incredible schos to be part of. And one last day, we'd like to make the learning Lezeich Nishmas, Vayalev and Yerviyakov. A yid from Radin, a yid that saw the Chavetz Chaim. The learning the entire. Chabur should be a tremendous chos as he's higher and higher in his place in Canadian Shalmailah. As well as what learns be a schos shidach, the Karev Mami, Shriel Chaim, the Virgin Member, as he delivers on the Makal Murkab, the Bashin, the Sikibas, the Bashin, the Shem, and Chayash, Shalom, and Levi Zahava. As well as Chosh Ruah Shalem of Ral Amram, Rachel Hoydoya, Shimshad Ben Chana, Abigail Peril, Bas Esther, Amram Ben Yakun, of Delzim, Mechlaster, Rivka, Bas Bashan, and Sivan, Fagad Vera, Dina, Edel, Bashin, Amindo, Mulka Chaya, Basmina, Dinina, Daniel, Ben Chana, Razor Shmo, and Tila, Bashava Fagab, Shirahanish Molamit, Bas Noami, Halia, the Paris, and so as we begin a new month, we pick it up in the Tabo of Bezim and Aleph. And we're in the middle of discussing what incredible Siat Dishmayo today in Rashidesh. The Daf for today discusses what do we lean? How do we lean in Rashidesh? How do we figure out how to break up the Psukim? And yesterday in the bottom of the oven, we began. We began with figuring out that the first parsha has eight psukim. So he said, okay, we have no choice that the first two aliyahs have to be four and four. Okay, great. And now we go to the second part. But the se- problem is we have two psukim followed by five psukim. So what do we do now? We have two aliyahs. We can't do two and one because you're not allowed to start a parsha with one. So he said he must do two and three. What's the problem? We only got two psukim left. So what do we do? So we said... <coughs> We have a similar precedent to this. As we started yesterday, we'll pick it up from two lines from the top. That we said, That what? It's not. This is Gemara in Tainis that we saw very recently. About a month ago, the Barishis is read by two people and Hirakiya is read by one person. And we pondered and we wondered. I understand that the Hirakiya is with one person. Why? How do we lean Barishis? It's five Sukkim. How do you lean five Sukkim with two people? We learned in a Brisa. As we saw yesterday, so you can never win less than three. So, how do you split a five amongst two people? And here it is. Rav says, you go one, two, three, and then you double three, one, two, three, which of course what we do on Krizat Chaydesh. And Shmuel says, no, you split up the third Pasek in half. Why doesn't Rav like Shmuel that you split in half? You know why? If Moshe Rabbeinu didn't split up a Basik, who are we to split up a Basik? Nothing doing, says Rav. Shmuel says, no, Baskinale, we have to split it up. Rav Chanania said, 
An incredible tsar next to Rabbi Hanina Agadol. Well, he literally lives like Ella Latina Yoshobis Rabban, that he only let me to split up a pasuk when I was teaching the little kids. I had no choice. Hailul Islam made us Because I was teaching them, he let me split up a pasuk. So, Shmuel, how could you say we split up a pasuk every Rosh Chaydesh? Or also by the Tainasim, by Barashis? Answers the Gemara, you know why? The whole reason why he allowed him to split up the psukim for the kids when he's learning, because there was no other possibility. The same thing is over here. And now ask the Gemara of Shmuel Amr Paisik, my time Why doesn't Shmuel say like Rav? Very good, you explained that. Is he sure It's impossible. Why is it impossible? Just do like Rav and double up the Basik. Answer Shmuel, similar to what we've seen yesterday. If someone comes later, someone comes early again. Let's say someone comes late. And the fourth Aliyah is about to be rendered Rosh Chaydesh and he goes one, two, three. Person looks at his chum and says, wait. The last aliyah was only two psukim. Or let's say someone leaves after the third aliyah, and the third aliyah went one, two, three, and there's only two psukim left. So we think there's only you only have two psukim. So that's the gzira, that's the machlekes, Rav and Shmuel. Whether you double it, which of course is psakalach like Rav, or you split the psukim in half, which is what Shmuel holds. Now ask the Gemara Mesve. Parsha shall shisha psukim karinos abishnaim. A parsha of six psukim, you read by two people. Vishal chamisha psukim, a parsha of five psukim, biyachid, you read with one psukim. Kararisha in shalisha, but says the Braisa, we have a parsha of five psukim, this should sound familiar. Let's see the first one read three. Hasheni karishnaim mi parsha zu, vacham mi parsha acheres. What is the next person? do, he reads two from this parasha and one from the next parasha. Or, and there are some that say no. What does the second one do? That he reads three from this parasha and three from the next parasha. Because why? Because you can't start a parsha less than three psukim. So now, after saying this brisa, which the brisa said that we have a parsha of five psukim, the second one says two and then three or one for the next parsha, asks the Gemara of Imisa, according to either Rav and Shmuel, both according to Rav and Shmuel, we have a kasha. Why don't we either double? Why do we split? Why doesn't the brisa mention that as an option? Answers the Gemara, it's better what the brisa says, it's better to go into the next parsha, go into one or three psukim. By us, we have no choice. That's the end of the Indian of Rosh Chaydesh, or that was the end of the Indian in the, the Gemara and Tainis of Al-Barashis. But if we have a choice, it's certainly better. Omar... Rav Tamcham, now we get a psaka, Allahum, Rishum, and Levi, Halacha, Kishayimrim, meaning that you never start a parsha less than three psukim. Amr Rav Tamcham, Rishum, and Levi, Kishim, Shem, Aschil, and Pachl, Mikim, Psukim, like we saw yesterday, Kachim, Mishayrin, Beparsha, Pachais, Mishlaisha, Psukim. Just like you don't begin, you never leave over from the parsha less than three psukim. Ask the Gemara of Shita, that's obvious. Hash, Tomas, Chalta, to come, Mekel, Tanakama, Machmi, Yishayimrim. When it came to starting, the Tanakama was Mekel, meaning the Tanakama allowed you to start a Parsha, one Pasik, and yet the Yish Aimrim who argued on the Tanakhama said, No, you have to go three Psukim in. Shear, Yish Aimrim, Shear. The Machmir Dan Kama, like Kalshagain, says the Gemara, one second, this makes no sense. Sheer the Machmir Dan Kama, like Kalshagain. The Machmir Yishaimrim. Again, I read that wrong, so let's read that correctly so we all get it pro- proper. Again, let's go up a little bit. Pshita. Hash to Maschal, to come Mikal Dan Kama. When it came to starting, Dan Kama was Mikal, Machmir Yishaimrim. The Yishaimrim was Machmir. Sheer, when it comes to leaving over, the Machmir Dan Kama. The Dan Kama was Machmir, like Kalshagain. 
again, the Machmer Yeshaimrim. Says the Gemara, so why do you have to tell me you both don't, you can't go into a new parasha less than three psukim and you can't start the parasha less than three psukim? Says the Gemara, it's a Kabbalah Chaimer. Answers the Gemara, no. Mao the Tim, you know what I would have thought? Nechnasim Shrichi Yaitim Shrichi. It's coming to come late, but to leave early, to leave in the middle of Kriya Taira, no way. The Manchi Sefer Taira, Vinavki, how could someone have such an audacity? When you learn a little bit about the Sefer Taira, and when you learn a little bit about Kriya Satira, and you see how the Paiskim, even the Mishnabura writes, not even that the Kriya Satira is like akin to Maimon Harsinai, the Gaba is a Mesh Rabbeinu and the Balkarian is literally reenacting Sefer, reenacting Maimon Harsinai each and every time you open the Taira. How can you leave early? Kamash Malah, and still we have a Chiddush that no, unfortunately, sometimes people leave early, and that is the reason why it's an extra Chiddush to say both halves. Says the Gemara, one second. But Tanakama on the Tanakama, my Shnosh, you read the Loi, Misham Yaitzin, Aschulinam Ixir, Misham Anachnosim. Now we ask the Kasha in the reverse. According to Tanakama, why did he say? That you're not allowed to leave over th- less than three psukim, Misham Yaitzim, because someone might leave early. So if he was concerned with someone leaving early, certainly he should be concerned with someone coming late. As says the Tanakama, no, a bit of a psychology. Amri, they say, someone who comes late, you ask the guy, what's going on over here? Wait, why does it look like that the previous guy only laid two psukim? You're curious, you're, you're, you ask, you ask questions, what's going on? But when someone leaves early, there's no one to ask. So that's the reason why the Tanakama thought it was different. Says the Gemara, concluding this piece of Gemara, Shalach le Rabba Brei de Rabba, on that we begin the medium sized lines. He sent a question to Rabbi Yosef Hilchus Amai, Shalach le Hilchus Adeleg, Vemsai Dolga, and we skip, excuse me, we double, and the middle one doubles, which of course is what we do every year in Rosh Chaydish. And again, the incredible Siat Deshmaya, today and today's daf, which is Rosh Chaydish's daf, we will indeed lay in and we will indeed double up the Pasik. And now we continue. Zach, Lal, the Mishnah said a general rule, Toshi Ishba Mosaf, any time that there is a Mosaf, etc. So ask the Gemara, Ibayalu, Tainus Sibar, Bekama. How many people do we lane by on Tainus Sibar? Rosh Chaydash, Umayi, Dika Karma, Mosaf, Arba. On Rosh Chaydash and on Yant, if there's a carbon, we lane with four. Avol hachad like karma musaf. On Tainus Sibar, there's a fast day, there's no musaf lai. You wouldn't lane with four. Oydelma no. Hachanami ka musaf moisif tefillah. You add on parts of tefillah. So ask the Gemara when it says musaf, do you need the actual carbon? Or is the fact you have additional tefillahs on a fast day enough to say that a fast day has four aliyahs as well? Tashima says the Gemara on the fir- on the fourth, excuse me, medium sized line, Parashikadashimokhalashamaid Karin Arba. So we are Madai. It's an Rosh Khaidajamaid, you read four, Habitina Sibur, Gimel. You only name three. But a Marisha, we could be Madaiq, we can infer the exact opposite from the first part. What did the first part say? Bishani Bachamishi Bishab is Mincha Karin Gevel. Hotina Sibur Arba. So what do we have? We have a Stira and Diukim. It's called the inferences in the first part of the Mishnah and the next part of the Mishnah are contradictory. Says the Gemara Elameha. Lekot Lemashma Mina. There is no raya from the Mishnah. Anytime we have a Mishnah that you infer from this part, one thing and this part something else, and they blow up, you can't infer anything from the Mishnah. So says the Gemara, let's try again. Tashima, Rav Iklo the Bavel B'tayin Seber. Rav went to Bavel on B'tayin Seber. Kam Kara B'sifra. He got up to read from the Sefer Taira. Pasach Barich Chasim Loy Barich. He said a bracha 
before he started, but he did not say a bracha afterwards. And the entire, everyone fell on their face, everyone said, Tachlan, and Rav didn't fall in his place. So now says the Gemara, let's, let's, um, Understand what's going on with Rav Mechti. Rav be Yisrael Kara. Rav was not a Kain. So Rav obviously lained the third Aliyah. And what did the Brisa say? The Brisa said, excuse me, that when it does, he when did he make a bracha? When he began laning. But when he concluded, he didn't make a bracha. My Taima asked the Gemara Why did he not make a bracha when he finished laning? If he's the third Aliyah and there's only three Aliyahs, then he should make a bracha when he finishes. So the Gemara infers, you know what was going on. Must be that there was someone saying after Rav. And since there was someone saying after Rav, so Rav did not make a bracha after his aliyah. Says the Gemara, that is not, and therefore it be a raya, of course, that there's four aliyahs on a fast day. Says the Gemara in the last medium-sized line, Rav really read by a kain. He wasn't a kain. <coughs> Excuse me, but Rav got the Aliyah of Kain. Daha, as we know, Rav Huna Kari Bikano, Rav Huna, whenever the Godel Adar would get Kain, got Kain. So Bishlama says, Mara, one second. Bishlama Rav Huna Kari Bikano, I understand Rav Huna got Kain. Why in the first white line, the very white line, four lines from the bottom of the Amadawa, Filu Rav Ami Viravasi, Tikai Hani Hashivi Daara di Israel, even Rav Ami Ravasi, who were Kaihanim. And very, they were the Hashuve Kaihanim in Eretz Israel. Yet, make of Kaifi Leila Rav Huna. They were subordinate. Ravuna was literally the Gadladar. So Ravuna got Koyin even before Rav Ami and Ravasi. Because Ravuna was incredible. But I asked the Gemara El Rav, What happened to Shmuel who was a Koyin? Udvar Alei Shmuel Nami. Vidavar Alei. Excuse me. And Shmuel generally got before Rav. Meaning, we're asking Akasha. I understand Rav Huna got coin because he was the best. Go to Ladar. He beat everyone. Rav Ami and Ravasi. But says the Gemara, we know that Shmuel was a coin. And whenever Shmuel and Rav was there, Shmuel got coin. So how could you suggest that Rav got coin? Answers the Gemara, no, really Shmuel Nami make the Rav. Really Shmuel was subordinate to Rav, and meaning Rav is allowed to get Kain because the Gadol Adar gets Kain. Rav covered. Rav gave Shmuel covered, and that's the reason why Shmuel got covered in front. Got Kain. But only when Shmuel was there did Rav let Shmuel get Ali in front of him. But when Shmuel wasn't there, which obviously was the story in the fast day, then Rav got Kain, and therefore says the Gemara, it's no Rav from the fact that Rav made a bracha before and not after because indeed Rav got Kayin like the Gadol Adar does even though we know stories that Shmuel got before him that was only at times that Shmuel was there with Rav when Shmuel was not there Rav indeed was the greatest and he got Kayin Hachinam Mistavra and the Gemara brings a riot to this the Rav Bikahani Kari it must be the Rav of the Kayin and I'm sure this is something that was bothering everyone if you're going to tell me Rav is Yisrael and he got the third Aliyah why did Rav make a bracha beforehand. What in the world is going on over here? La'achar answers the Gemara. La'achar takana. Meaning, what was the kasha? We saw in the Mishnah, only the first aliyah makes the first bracha. The last aliyah makes the last bracha. So if Rav is getting shlishi, why is Rav saying a bracha before his aliyah? 
Answers the Gemara, you know why? After the Taikana that we saw yesterday, that each and every person makes a bracha before and after, that was Raf. So what's the Kasha? Ask the Gemara in the last one, So Raf should also make a bracha afterwards, which was the Taikana. Answers the Gemara, Shiny It's different for whenever when Rav was there. People, it's true. They might come late. However, as we turn over to when the Gadladar is at your minion and the Gadladar is getting Aliyah, no one would leave early. And that's the reason why I thought, that's the reason why it makes sense that Rav made a bracha before, not after. However, says the Gemara, it's indeed no Raya from Rav, because in truth, Rav got Kayin. Says the Gemara, on the top of Chav Beis and Mibis, Toshema Zak Lal Koshish Bittel Malacha La'Am Ki Yon Tainis Sibar V'Tisha B'Av Karin Gimel Sheim Bittel Malacha La'Am Ki Yon Rish Chadash V'Chol Shamoi Karin Dalid Shema Mi No. And that is a conclusive raya. Again, this is a third attempt and a final one that works. The Gemara has been trying to figure out how many aliyahs are on Tainus Eber. Is it three or four? Says the Gemara conclusively that any time there's a potential bit of malach on a day that you're allowed to work and an extra aliyah is going to cause one to mix work, you only do three aliyahs. And therefore, says the Gemara on Tainus Eber, as Rashi points out in the last in that wide line, which is Mutter bin Malacha, aside from the very strong and Chomer uh, Tainis Sibers that we learned about in Tainis, but in the regular time, it's Mutter bin Malacha. As Rashi points out, also on Tishabav is Mutter bin Malacha, if that's the Minog. Therefore, there was only three Aliyahs on Tainis Sibur. Amr Avashi, one second. But we didn't learn this. We learned that Klaukoyam Shish by Musaf, Veina Yamtif Karnarba. Last week, I, what was that Zach Cloud? What was the general rule at the end of the Mishnah? Coming to include Lav last week, Tiny Seber, but Tishabov. Is it not coming to include Tiny Seber and Tishabov? And therefore, there's only, therefore, there should be four Aliyahs. Answers the Gemara, the ruler of Ashi must need some money. But one second, according to Ravashi, who is he going to say the Mishnah is like? Why did Tani learn to write where he lines down? What happens if Tishba falls out on a Monday or a Thursday? You lay in three Aliyahis, and the last one of the three says Maftir. Not three plus one, but three, and the last one says Maftir. But if Tishba falls down on Tuesday or Wednesday. Kairin echadum after echad. We said one aliyah, and that person says the haftira. That's the Tanakamba. So the Tanakamba just taught us that in Tishabav it's either three or one. So we already see that the statement that we just said a moment ago, Ravashi, can't be the Tanakamba. Because he held in Tishabav is only three aliyahs. And Ravashi wanted to say there are four. Ravasi, I mean, what does Ravasi hold? No, you always lay three and the last one's the Maftir. So what's the problem? The problem is the statement that you just taught me that on Tanisibar and on Tishabav, there's four aliyahs, doesn't fit with the Tanakamba, doesn't fit with the Rav Yaisi. Says the Marab, one second. Good, good cash on Ravashi. What do you do with the Zaklau and the Mishnah that clearly inferred that there's four? Answers the Gemara. Answers the Gemara. You know what it comes to include? It doesn't come to include Tanisibar and Tishabav that's four. Rather, it comes to include Rashkhaidish and Yamtif. That's when there are four. But says the Gemara, one second. That's explicit in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara. Very interesting. It's just giving you a simon. It's just telling you a rule which is not. Not 
coming to include anything, which is obviously unique. Because whenever the Mishnah restates and repeats itself, Zach, cloud is the rule. It comes to include something like we saw yesterday. Says Gemara now, no, it's just telling you how to remember it. Don't say Don't think Yantav and Chalamayit are equal that they both have five. That's how you read the Mishnah. This is a general rule to remind you. Called it that whoever is greater than his friend gets more aliyahs. Therefore, Rosh Chaydeshu Mayedika Karban Mosav Karnaba. Rosh Chaydesh Chalamayid, which is a Karban Mosav, there's only four aliyahs. Beyond, if Das Rasi is Malacha Chamisha, meaning there's an additional level of Yantiv greater than Chalamayid and Rosh Chaydesh that is an Isser doing Malacha, therefore there's five aliyahs. Yamek Kipurim Dainish Kares, Shisha, now there's six. Shabbos, the Isser Skila, Sheva. And that is how the Gemara concludes. That on Shabbos, there's going to be an Israskila, and therefore there will be seven aliyahs, and the Zaklal and the Mishnah is really coming to include nothing. And we're concluding that in Tainus there are going to be three aliyahs like Tishbav. As the Gemara said, three lines in the Bab, Kairin Gimel. Continues the Gemara, Gufa. Let's go back into something we saw on Ahmed Aleph. Rav, Ikel, Abavel, Betayin, Siber, Kamkar, Besifra, Pasach, Ubarach, Chasim, Vleibarach. This is what we saw in the bottom of the Ahmed. So the Raya. One of the attempted rayas. Now, what did Rav do? Rav said a bracha before he leaned and not after he leaned, and we proved that Rav was a kohen and he wasn't a shlishi, and we proved it was after the takana. Why didn't he say a bracha afterwards? Because no one leaves in front of the gadol hadar. But what did the brayse continue? Nafa kuliyama anpayu v'rav leinafa anpe. Everyone said tachlon, but Rav did not say tachlon. Says the Gemara, my time a rav leinafa anpe. Why did Rav not say tachlon? Answers the Gemara, ritzba shel havanim ayse. You know why? Because the floor was made out of stone. Beitani learned in the rice of Evan Maskis lo sitnu ba'artzchem, and the pasuk says, and a stone covering you should not place in your land. Lishtachav is allowed to bow on it. Oleho yatamishtachav ba'artzchem on it on the stone ground. You're not allowed to bow. Avatamishtachav alavonim shall beis amigdash. But you're allowed to bow on the stones of beis amigdash. Kedula azula tolas tamerula lo yasra tayra elaritzva shalavonim belvad. The Torah only. Answered a floor of stones. So says the Gemara, you know why Rav did not fall on his face, Rav did not bow, because the floor was made out of stone. The obvious Kasha asked the Gemara, he lines on the wide lines, Yachi, my Rav, everyone else also shouldn't have bowed. Answers the Gemara, the stone floor, there's only an area in front of Rav, that part was stone, and therefore he wasn't able to bow. Everyone else had carpeting, I don't know, so they were able to bow. Ask the Gemara one second, so what did Rav do? Why did Rav take a few steps over and bow? Answers the Gemara, an incredible answer. And you see the sensitivity of the Gemara, the sensitivity of a Godel like Rav. He didn't want to inconvenience people. If he starts walking past people, what's going to happen? They have to stand up. He didn't want to do that. So Rav said, it's better I don't say Tachlan. We know the incredible power of a Tachlan, the power of a Tachlan, of a Rav. He didn't want to. He didn't want to inconvenience people. Incredible. Answers the Gemara. Second answer, Viva Yisema. Rav Pichet. Rav, what would he do? Rav used to do full-out prostration. He would get down on the floor on hands and knees when he said That is the only thing that was usher, and that's why Rav didn't do it. Meaning, everyone else did regular Tachlan. Rav did full-out bowing, so that's why he didn't bow. But ask the Gemara again. Okay, Rav, so if you don't want to do what you did, because you don't want to be different than the old Seber, at least do what they're doing. Answers the Gemara, Lai. 
He don't want to change from his minog, and therefore he was he preferred to not say tachlan than change from his minog. Vibai is ema says gemara in the last narrow line, the third teretz adam chashav shiny. You know why Rav did not say tachlan because he's an adam chashav. Something we saw in the gemara of Tainis. Kedamar. Excuse me, Kedrav Elazar, in the first white line, Damrav Elazar, Ein Adam Chashev, Rashi, Lipalal, Apanav, on Adam Chashev has different rules. He's not allowed to bow on his face. Elaim Kain, Nenekeshubinon. Unless he knows he's going to be answered. A regular Joe like all of us, we're allowed to bow, we're allowed to daven. But if you're an Adam Chashev like Rav, you're not allowed to bow unless you know you're going to be answered. Why? Because the Bazillion Atayro, when people see you bowing, when people see your Tfili, your Tfila not answered. Tersev, as we see in Apostolic, two lines into the white lines, Yemarshem Al Yeshua, come. Lach, Hashem says to Yeshua, get up. And that is the reason why Rav did not bow, because he was not, he was not, he did not feel he was going to be answered. He wasn't on that level. And we'll conclude today with different types of bowings. Says the Gemara on the second white line, Tanu Rabbanon, Kidal Apayim, one type of bowing is Kidal on your face, Shanem Marvatukit Basheva Apayim, Eretz, and Basheva fell onto her face on the ground. Kriya, what is bowing? Alberkayim is on your knees. Shanem Vachainu Oimer, as the Apostlech says, Mechroi Alberkov, and you bow on your knees. Which, by the way, that's what we do, of course, on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. We bow on our knees. What is that? Which, according to one of the answers, is what Rav did. We conclude with the story. Levi was showing Kida the, the type of bowing that we saw on the third line. Levi was showing that Kida in front of Rabbi the Itla and what happened and Levi became lame. Ask the Gemara, what? This should sound familiar. We saw this Gemara elsewhere recently. Is that really what caused Levi to become lame? That you should never throw words, you should never complain to Hashem. Because it was an Adam Gadol that complained and he became lame. He got a mom. Umani, and who was that Levi? So ask the Gemara, Levi didn't get a mom, didn't become lame from doing Kida. He got it because he complained to Hashem, answers the Gemara, ha, vaha, garmule. It was indeed both of them that caused it, both the fact that Levi was uh, was complained to Hashem and he did Kida, or we could say that the Kida was the way that happened. He was fitting in the, he was fitting to get this punishment because he complained to them by doing Kida's out, that's how he got punished. We'll pick up from the last line in the next year, Amir Tzah Hashem.